Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Richard Herring. Thank you very much. Hello, hello. I'm just uh, backing up here just in case. Here we're off. The Tascam is on. It's connected to the microphone stand today. Last year, it got knocked off the table on the first show. So, uh, hello. It's the return of the king. I... Um, <laughs> Welcome to Richard Herring's Edinburgh Fringe Podcast, or as all the cool kids are calling it, Rehef. Yeah, still there. The cool kids are still here. We're here coming from Stand One, the greatest venue in Edinburgh, uh, according to Stuart Lee. Uh, and that's all that matters. So, uh, apparently, so uh, it is good, though. He's, he's correct for once. Uh, so, uh, welcome to the show. I'm very tired. Usually, the, uh, the Edinburgh Fringe podcasts are like a, a sort of flick book in sound of my mental and physical decline throughout an Edinburgh Fringe. But I'm starting off really fucked today. I, uh, there's work, building work going on in the flat next to mine, and so I was woken up at about 8.30 today, which might sound, yeah, for you normal people, you norms, that sounds like a lie-in, doesn't it? Not for me. Uh, so uh, I'm, I'm, I've been swimming, though, so that's good, been in the old uh, jacuzzi. I did, a, I did a fart in the jacuzzi. And no one knew. Uh, but, um, uh, yeah, well, I've got a few things to talk about. We'll get cracking once we've got the audience whipped up, uh, as you can... They're nearly there. Uh, I've completely forgotten how to do these. So, you know, it's a, for you here, it's just like, this is just a tester. Probably won't even put this out. Uh, uh, right, well, you know, it's early days in the Fringe. Um, well, I wrote an article for the Metro. I write for the Metro every week now. Do you know the, the national newspaper, the Metro? Okay. Uh, and I wrote an article, uh, just copied it off an old article I'd written ages ago, about, um, about Edinburgh. They just ask you to write every year. It's really easy. Uh, but uh, in that article, I just, which regular listeners will know about this, but I wrote about uh, the, the Edinburgh where the mad actor Keith Allen removed some crash match and punched the theatre manager. And then I wrote about, which again, which regular listeners will know, the incident where the opera director Stuart Lee um, <laughs> wanked me off with the ventriloquist dummy. And... Uh, <laughs> Two days after I'd written it, the editor of the newspaper got in touch by email and said, can we just confirm uh, that uh, you definitely saw Keith Allen punch the theatre manager, because otherwise it's kind of libelous. I said, well, I can't, I'm not sure, absolutely sure you could say maybe that happened. Didn't ask about the ventriloquist dummy. That was, that was just taken as, there was no question of libeling Stuart Lee over that. So obviously that is accepted, uh, in fact. Um, uh, and uh, I think there's a lot of journalists out there. There's probably some journalists in there now trying to uh, work out you know, what the trends are going to be in the Edinburgh Fringe. So I'm going to kind of help you out uh, with that. I think this is the year, the trend you want to be looking for is this is the year where there's backlash against Stuart Lee begins. So they were, this is where, <laughs> this is the year that people realise actually he isn't funny at all and that he's, <laughs> he's a much worse influence on comedy than Michael McIntyre. He's creating much worse... <laughs> There's a million people trying to be him, and that's much worse than... He's, uh, Stu, I've written quite a patronising... Well, I've been interviewed, I think, and done quite a patronising article to both the audience and comedians about why the Edinburgh Fringe has, uh, has changed uh, and is a terrible thing nowadays. I think, you know, he's got rose-tinted spectacles. I was here in 1987. This is my 25th anniversary. And the Fringe was fucking shit 25 years ago. It's, <laughs> it's miles better now. You're right. Does anyone actually believe that when they get given the, the brochure to the four venue, comedy venues that that is the Edinburgh fringe brochure because that's what Stu seems to believe. Anyway, this, this has come out a bit uh, more nasty than I intended it to. <laughs> <laughs> we may talk about that with our guest uh, later on. The Olympics is up and running which are having a big effect on the, I notice my audience here very much depleted on the usual it's usually packed on the first day onwards here so you sell out so obviously a lot of people are at home watching the badminton very exciting badminton <laughs> 
<laughs> and there's a, the, the, the badminton, uh, and I, it is badminton. That is the official, the BBC news site spelt it wrong, I noticed yesterday. They, um, they got into trouble because they were sort of trying to play out. They were all trying to lose, which is a fantastic thing. I think that's more entertaining than watching badminton, watching people trying to lose because all you do is just fail to score any points. It was fantastic. But um, they, they actually said it's the most embarrassing game of badminton ever played, and that is some accolade. <laughs> <laughs> uh, apparently, badminton, the badminton is, is competing. The, the people who compete in the badminton—it's just the, pe- the other people from other sports who've forgotten to bring their proper kit to the Olympics. <laughs> they all get put in the badminton, and it's the gold medal is awarded to uh, whoever the two opponents who produce the most, the longest rally. Uh, and the, the Olympic record is four, uh, so you get the gold medal. It's kind of, it's kind of nice because it's kind of you know you're working together to win the gold medal. Um, and let's see—is there anything else I was going to talk about? Probably. Um, yeah, well, no, it's quite interesting about who's, who is making the money in Edinburgh. If there are any journalists out there, that is what you should be looking for because uh, someone's making the money. I don't know who is making the money, but that's the, uh, the big question. So uh, if I was a journalist, I'd like to investigate that and find out who... It may be the people who own my flat uh, who uh, <laughs> are charging me quite a lot of money. I think if the, if the, uh, it's £92 a day I'm paying for my flat. It's quite a nice flat, but... It's not that nice, and there's building work going on behind it, and uh, the freezer didn't work when I moved in, and there's no... It'd be used to think if someone was paying you £92 a day, you might leave a little brochure there explaining how everything works in the flat. It's like they've gone, nah, off you go. Good luck. Don't know when the bins get delivered, don't know what happens, so it's all, it's all, uh, it's all good fun, but uh, thanks to them for looking after me. So If I didn't have to stay there, you know, my tickets would be probably a pound less than they are, so thanks... <laughs> Thanks to that. So I think that's who's mainly getting the money. And Stuart Lee, I think, is probably earning the most. I, I'll be interested to see. I bet if you add it up, I bet Stuart Lee makes the most money out of Edinburgh, anyone in Edinburgh. Because, you know, he's, he, by his own right, he doesn't do any of the other stuff that, we're, that costs us loads of money. And he's saying, yeah, but I only charge £15 for my tickets. That's all goes to him. He makes it all. He's the most evil man in the world. Not, not going with me on this. It's, you know, I'm the... It's the emperor's new clothes. You're not allowed to say he's there. You've got to agree with whatever he says. I'm going to talk to my friend uh, Sarah Kendall about that in a second. I thought I had loads of stuff to talk about, but um, don't, I just don't. Um, I'm going to try and introduce a bit of etiquette every day. I'm kind of fed up of rudeness. And on my way up here, I stayed in Newcastle. Um, I was doing a gig in Newcastle. And um, the, I was getting into... I, was get, I got up the, in the lift and I was going to get to my, my room. I say to my room, I was actually getting off on the wrong floor trying to look for trolleys to steal shampoo from. So uh, it's, it's all very well me being moralistic about this, but I was thieving. <laughs> it's a nice hotel. It was a nice shampoo, and I kind of thought, you know, that'll get me through Edinburgh. Uh, and I tried to get... I got to the, the floor I was going to get off, and then these two people were sort of standing in the way uh, of, of, of the lift doors. And I was obviously coming out, and they wouldn't move. So I kind of had to sort of basically trip over their suitcases to get out of the lift, uh, and I was sort of a bit annoyed by that. And as the woman got into the lift of the couple, she went, ooh, excuse me, as if it had been me that had been rude. And I said, sorry, uh, and I sort of ran the corner, it's quite a dark corridor, this was quite threatening to her. I said, sorry, what would you expect me to do there? You know, was, I couldn't get out of the lift, that's your fault, not my fault. And they went quiet, this couple, and they were, quite, they were obviously a bit scared, and I was quite angry. So there was a little bit of tension. And then just as the lift doors were closing, the bloke said, it's supposed to be ladies first, you idiot. And then the lift went. And I was furious about that. (laughs) Because that's not how it works with lifts. He's mixed up his etiquette. I'm a very chivalrous person. I open the door for everyone, uh, regardless of gender or species. Uh, And I'm a very polite person. But if you're getting 
off a lift. You let the person off the lift first. Otherwise, if they'd got on the lift, I would have been stuck in the lift <laughs> behind there and I'd have had to climb over them. I just, you know, I never want to play Tetris against that man. That is all, that is all I know. Anyway, look, uh, we're, uh, we're up and rolling. Hopefully this is going to not be a lost podcast. We got it. It's always good if someone in the audience can record it as well on their phone. I don't know if anyone's doing that. That can be helpful. We did lose one last year. Hopefully that won't happen again. Um, they're general, they're will, if you're listening at home, this is the first one you've heard. They'll get better than this because I might think about what I'm going to say a bit uh, tomorrow. Uh, this might be just an awkward conversation between me and uh, our, f- our first fantastic guest. Uh, she is from Australia. It's from the, literally on the other side of the world. It's amazing. It's very exotic beginning. She's got ginger hair. Oh, that's not so unusual in Scotland. That's quite normal. Uh, and uh, she's quite funny for... For a woman. So um, we're going to find, we're going to try and find out this year whether, I'm gonna, I've booked a lot of women on the podcast to try and prove to you that women are nearly as funny as men and they should be treated as if they're equal. That is, we're going to learn some stuff. I had some problems with feminists on Twitter the other day and I think that they're going to learn how, how feminist I am. Uh, I've, I've actually got a friend who's a woman. So... Um, it isn't our first guest. Will you please welcome the incredible Sarah Kendall? Mint cake, I call her. Sarah Kendall, mint cake. Mr. Kendall. Thank you. Kendall. That's what I'd play if I was you. When what, you're Mr. Wendell? Yeah, Mr. Wendell. Mr. But then, but then I'd just have someone go, Kendall, over the top of it as you enter. You know, I'm happy to do it for you. You're not the first person to sing Sarah Kendall right. to the tune of Mr. Wendell. I'm not. Don't mean to shit on your picnic, but that's... Uh, <laughs> someone got there first. It takes a pretty sharp comedic brain to spot the similar <laughs> sounds. <laughs> Yes, right. and so working... they must have been pretty amazing or four years old. Yes, and, and yes, and a working <laughs> knowledge of early nineties hip hop. Yeah, which I, I have. Yes, yes. What's uh, what's this Marty This is my ta- this is my Tascam uh, recorder. It's your flux, flux look, it's, look, it's going a bit off the record. I put it too high because it was a bit quiet. I like so it. So it's probably going off the. We, luckily, we're being recorded in that little room there. There's a man in there recording us. That's well, everything that is we lucky. do. That is and lucky. filming us. Oh really? No. Uh, <laughs> but uh, within this podcast, I'm not so interested today. But mm. Janet Ellis is going to be a future guest, so this is very exciting for me from Blue Peter. I'm allowed to do whatever I like. This, there are no laws within this little bubble. Right. So I can have... Within, even though I've recently got married. Yeah. You didn't bother coming to the wedding, I know. No, I didn't. Uh, uh, <laughs> I'm allowed to... If I wanted to have sex with anyone, yeah. a guest or yeah. a member of the audience, I could do it. And this is no, the understanding. Your yeah. wife knows about this, right? Well, she hasn't agreed to it, but that, no, is, that, that, no. is, the, that is the statement. It was implicit by her angry <laughs> silence <laughs> that she was okay with that. She didn't deliberate. Yeah. She didn't just explicitly say it wasn't okay. Yeah, oh, that's fine. But I didn't fine. really bring it up with so her. So you're going you're gonna to have it... You're gonna, you're gonna have it away with as many of you guests as I'm you can. I'm going to have a pop definitely at Janet Ellis. Really? Yeah. Maybe, maybe Matthew Kelly. I've got like proper people off the telly. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, admittedly off like 1980s telly mainly, yeah. but they're, they're, they're proper yeah. people. You're just a, you know, you're a sort of I'm not worth gap. it. Well, I thought, who can I get in the beginning? You'll probably be keen to do it. Who won't mind that the, the show's up. Yes, back Yes, I'd start. be massively Sarah, up Sarah for Kendall it. Did. So for people who are, are unaware of who you are which oh, I there's, can't no such, there's no such person Pe- left Richard people who never saw the BBC3 sketch show hey E4 you uh, watch sorry. it <laughs> it was E4 what and we got around oh don't yeah, come on it? come on it's your best known for that <laughs> it's called it's called Beehive Beehive yeah do you remember I think it was like Behave as well wasn't it it was a double no there was, was that, it, not it that much thought when you took it it wasn't even a double entendre was it, it was, uh, was it mainly it was a, bee based humour 
There were no. There were there were lit, there were no bees in it. There wasn't a hive in it. It was um, crazy. It was a pretty poorly cobbled together idea. I'm, in looking back, I don't know why it was even called Beehive. I don't. I don't know. That's the first thing you got to work out. But people who I mean, we all know you from that. But if uh, if if um, such a prick. <laughs> Fuck. For other people who don't know oh. that you did things, you did things before that. And it was the most that. depressing experience <laughs> of my life. I mean, it, I don't know if any. It's just awful. It was just terrible. But no one did see it, so it's all right. <laughs> did you get? Did you get paid well? For I it? know the one thing that makes the whole experience better was that literally nobody watched it. <laughs> if I had to, if I had to make the horrible experience better, you're absolutely right. Yeah. Yeah. What other things have you been... You, you, <laughs> you're, from, you're from Australia. Yeah, I'm from which Australia. Is another, what, so what's that like? That's a country. Yeah. Um, and it's, um, it's very English. You'd like it. Yeah, I should yeah. go out there sometime. Um, yeah. And people would revere you for your, your knowledge and your accent. <laughs> they go, oh, he's got, he sounds clever. He uses largish yeah. words. Um, so I'm from Australia. I've lived in London for 12 years. Mm-hmm. You know all this. I do. I know you very well. You're my friends. We lived together. I'm just trying to pretend. You know, I'm doing yeah, it for I the know. people at home. I'm pretending. Sure, this is good. We shared, a fr- we shared a flat in Edinburgh for like four years, maybe. Yeah, yeah maybe. Hey, it, was, yeah. it was good, wasn't it? We used to watch. It was lovely. Watch Bullseye. You introduced Bullseye. me to Bullseye. Yeah. That's a great show. It is a good show. Well, uh, retrospectively, I don't think at the time, but it, uh, it's a show that gets better the further away in it time does. you get from it. Yeah, it I, I would really, if I had a time machine, I would travel a thousand years into the future and watch and Bullseye. Watch Bullseye. Yeah. Because yeah. I think then it yeah. would become the highest work well, of art. Because the, the banter becomes layered with time, <laughs> yeah. doesn't it? The actual banter with the guests, which was awful and stilted at the it's time. It's very bad at it. It is, really? Jim Bowen basically would go, you know, where are you from? I'm from Scotland. You basically that. That would be what it. And that would be his bit of banter. Yeah, that's right. And then go. Yeah. yeah. They would all laugh. And then they'd play darts. <laughs> yeah, you know, what the hell? Who put that? That was worse idea than Beehive. Yeah. Well, I don't think you're in a position to criticise Bullseye. I'm not sure people are going to be sitting around in the afternoon watching Beehive <laughs> they not, they with irony. Be, they may be in a thousand knows, years time. Who knows? This society may be based <laughs> on. Be- I'm watching Going for Gold now. I've discovered Challenge. I've got Challenge TV in my flat. Really? I got home last night and they're shown Going for Gold from, June, from 19, 1988. I found out last night, because I Wikipedia'd it, because I was kind of, I thought, I wonder who won this series. They got to go to the Seoul Olympics. I thought, this is quite good. I wonder who won. I can't remember who it was, but the person who won the first series yeah. of Going for Gold was Daphne from Eggheads in 1987. That's amazing. She used to work in a bank in uh, NatWest Bank in Western Superman. I tell you, if I ever do a mastermind again, which yeah. I fucking won't, uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna have Deirdre from Eggheads as my specialist subject. Really? Yeah. How did you go mastermind? I didn't see it. How did you? <sighs> I did very, very well. Did you? Yeah. What was I your got, specialist? I got the highest ever score in celebrity mastermind. Just let's leave it at that. <laughs> wow. What was uh, your specialist? My, and I topic? held that, uh, so that record for approximately two minutes. Really? Uh, yeah. My specialist subject was Rasputin. Oh. Um, I didn't know that, that there was something you knew about. Well, I didn't know that much about it. I was, I've been, I, 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 I'm, I'm, in, I'm interested. I didn't know any. I didn't have any of the facts in my brain about it. I was always interested in the story, and I've written. A, I wrote a show called Rara Rasputin, yeah. which I did 20 years ago in Edinburgh. Right. I've just been commissioned by the BBC to write a sitcom based on. <laughs> that's right. how. That's how long it takes to get. I, I'm either 20 years behind the zeitgeist or 20 years ahead. But either way, yeah, it's all right, isn't it? Because I'm just getting into the. I'll be um, this year. I'll be Rara Rasputin. Next year, I'll do. Ridge tearing his fat. That's that'll be my show. Uh, so, uh, so I knew a bit about it, but I had to learn all this stuff, and it's in Russian, yeah. and I don't speak Russian. So I had no. to learn all these things phonetically. It took me two weeks, yeah. and then I went up against uh, Hillary Kay. Is that her name? I always get it wrong. Hillary Kay, I think, who's the antiques expert from 
um, Antiques Roadshow. Actually, I read... Um, there was a thing on, as a little aside, there was a BBC website. It said uh, the headline was Antiques Expert from Antiques Roadshow Dies. And I was really hoping it would be... <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't. Uh, <laughs> I was really disappointed. It was a nice guy from uh, that, uh, the Flog It program, what it's called now. It's, well, I've forgotten the name of it. Anyway, I've got, uh, I, yeah, I, I did quite well. But, um, mm. but she did uh, mm. antiques as her specialist subject, which oh, I thought was pretty unfair. Obvious. Yeah. <laughs> pretty Wedge, obvious. Pretty obvious choice. Wedgwood. Yeah, so yeah. she beat me by one point. I'm sorry. Mm. So don't, thanks for bringing it up. But if it came up again, I would do, because that would be quite good to do qu- a quiz show. They might ask you questions like, this was the question that Daphne from Egghead's got when she won. She was on Bullseye as well, Daphne. She's, been, she's done them all. Wow. Yeah, she's like, but that's incredible to think she's been going for like 25 yeah. years in quiz shows. And yeah. one going for gold. So. And you're totally her demographic. So, yeah. I mean, this, most of the End Fringe podcast is going to be about Challenge TV because that is all I'm going to do. Well, while I'm here, all I'm going to do is watch Challenge TV or do my shows. So if you don't like that, you might as well leave now. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be about 1980s quiz shows. And that's kind of... Sp- it's like almost like an episode of Doctor Who, though, isn't it? When someone from now appears in the past. It's like she's travelled through time backwards. It's exactly like it that. Is, you know, I don't really... Under- <laughs> I don't have really any, ever understanding of how things are filmed. <laughs> I, I don't really watch Doctor Who. I'm just going to go with you on that it's one. It's good. I went to the Doctor Who uh, exhibit. You're a dork. In uh, Cardiff. I, was, uh, <laughs> I, well, I didn't really like it. I was with... I was with <laughs> you went there to I hate was, it. I was, with, <laughs> I was with two other comedians who are massive Doctor Who fans who were yeah. men in their f- mid-40s. Johnny yeah. Cannon. <laughs> you know, uh, and um, and my wife. Yes. Th- and thank God she was there because yeah. at least we had a reasonably normal-looking, attractive younger woman yeah. with us. Otherwise, we would have been three men in their <laughs> mid forties going to a children's museum. <laughs> but weirdly, I realised in Doctor Who, that's kind of be okay. Well, that's, so they're going to be used to that. Nothing. Oh, they're probably not paedophiles. It's worse than that. They, yeah. they're obsessed. They actually they're, like, Doctor <laughs> they like Doctor Who. If yeah. only they were paedophiles, <laughs> I'd have some. Yeah. Res- I'd have some respect. This for them. is a slight. <laughs> <laughs> this is slightly sadder. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, but I, um, I only really like Amy Pond. Uh, she's a nice red, pretty red head. That's great. Uh, young lady, uh, and uh, I sniffed her costume. That was what I did. <laughs> Because, you know, there's a lot. I mean, yeah, however much they've cleaned it after she's been in it. A small amount of residue. Because there's some exciting scenes. And even if she's acting, yeah. I think you know, some of the pheromones and bodily yeah. fluids that get excreted were still... Still there. There'll be a, a, you know, a microcosm of the, that sure. in there. Which part of the costume did you... Uh, well... Yeah? All right. Okay, no, it's okay. You don't have to answer. That's all right. Yeah, okay. I never did the crotch, did you? I did do the crotch. That sounded really bad. I did do that. You did. I never did the crotch. I didn't do the, the back of the pants. No. That would be... I mean, I didn't, like, take down the, the shorts and sniff the pants. I doubt they dressed the mannequin in the... I doubt, I doubt they had the underwear underneath, but now I'm going back to check. Yes. Um, I like the fact that your wife just would have been standing there next to you the whole time for normality. That's my sad. wife was taking a photo of it. I've chosen the right woman. You have. You have hit the jackpot. I started sniffing. My, my wife said, do you want a photo of you? She's a facilitator, <laughs> <laughs> She's a wonderful young lady. Uh, and um, <laughs> that sounds an awful thing to say as well. Um, so, uh, so we haven't talked about you. We've been talking about me. And that's it's all good. right. That is good because I'm the most interesting of the two of us. Uh, but uh, so you've, you've been doing stand-up comedy for many years. Yeah, about 12. 12 years. Yep. And I first met you in Melbourne. You in did. 2002. It was 2000. It was 2000, I think. No, no, 2001. 2002. You're right. Yeah. Yep, 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 yep. 
Uh, and so that was you, you literally just started. I had. I just yeah. I'd been, yeah. I'd been going a couple of years by that stage. Yeah. Um, but I wasn't as awesome as I am now. You are pretty awesome. <laughs> you are very good. Yeah. Uh, and so what's what's your show about this year? Oh, this year uh, I decided to to do a, more of a political show. This year, actually, I decided to um, actually start attacking some uh, some topics that I'd always sort of shied away from in the past. Right. So Feminist stuff. Ooh, excitement in the room. Yeah, it's good, but there's oh, uh, the thrill of feminism. Yeah, there is, but there's quite a lot of shows. Uh, yeah, including my wife, Katie Wilkins, is doing a show relies yeah. about feminism. I All think these Izzy mouthy. and our other guest is doing a show about feminism. So there's quite. It could be one of those brilliant things that it becomes a big theme of Edinburgh. I think out of this year, I was asked to pick my favourite seven acts from uh, Edinburgh, and yeah. I kind of started doing it, and I got to five, and I realised they were all women so far, so I thought I would really? make them. And it was very, very easy to find seven fantastic acts who were female. Really? So hopefully this will be That the is year. great, isn't it? Yeah, like, it is ho- noticeable. Yeah, well, yeah. hopefully this will be the year that there is more than one person. You were the, were you the first woman to be nominated for the Perrier since Jenny Eclair. That's right, yeah, so nine years. It had been yeah. like, and it was always... In 2004. This, yeah, which is absurd, because there had been so many good women yeah. in the interim. So for that to, you know, it was such a, it was such a weird thing as people go, oh, the first woman in nine years and you're like yeah that's because the system was so fucked like it's not because <laughs> i was good it was because for nine years there had been this institutionalized sexism yeah so yeah but i did you i mean just looking through the guide there's so many great female acts yeah. like it's got so much better in the last decade well i think it really has but i think i think it'd be very difficult this year i hope to prove this uh, with the podcast it'll be very difficult to kind of make that claim i hope the, the kind of people go oh and actually my, my katie has had like lots of reviews going i'm from women as well going i'm not usually a fan of oh. female stand-ups and it's because people have this kind of evasive idea but yeah. there's uh, i mean there's some some fantastic well there's most a lot of them will be guests on the show so we'll talk about them another time yeah um and uh, whereabouts are you on we'll get all that out of the way yeah sure uh pleasance uh pleasance two at eight thirty. I've so really many, sold the shit so out of this, haven't I? <laughs> I can't help it. I can't help but hate myself. It's only one day into the festival and I already am just filled with this self-loathing. I don't know. <laughs> I just can't. It's terrible. I had one day where I was really happy. It was Monday. Yeah. I was happy. I got in. I thought, oh, this is nice. It's good, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. And then Tuesday, yeah. I saw how many tickets I'd sold on Wednesday. And yeah. Kind of thought I want to kill myself. Yeah, it's awful because I always think that in the like in the immediate moment before you get to Edinburgh, you're like, this is going to be awesome and there's going to be so many shows and it really is the biggest arts festival in the world. It's so exciting and then you get here and you're like, I've just had a gutful. There's just too there's too many shows. There's too much talent. There needs to be some sort of screening process so less people are allowed into this festival. It could be. Well, I think they're sort of sent. I mean, I, that's this year they're censoring any, the, any mention of the penis. On any posters or anything? Are they? Yeah. Well, I had to have I've had to have the word cock censored on my posters. Did you have to last time? Or no. Could you say when you... I did this ten years ago, it was all fine in the fringe program and on the posters. Mm. It's been censored. Um, although they've missed one of the cocks on one of the posters, so one cock is sensible. <laughs> one, there's one in somewhere, and also the word "cock" is in the shape of a cock on my poster. So, if you, I don't. I think that's more offensive than the word "cock," yeah. which can mean different things. If you've got a problem with penises, which yeah. I personally don't, I love them. Yeah. Uh, then, uh, then you should be taking that. But I think they'll. They're gradually. I think the fringe society yeah. is going to start just eradicating all the men. And I think, think that might be a good thing. So they'll start just by taking mentions of penises, then actual penises. Yeah. Anyone with a penis will have that yeah. censored yeah. by having it removed. Yeah. Yeah. And then it'll just be women. And then we'll just put all the men in a field once a year <laughs> and watch you kill each other. Yeah. And we'll all, it'll be like the Hunger Games. And all the women, this one person who's read Hunger Games, <laughs> pitched that joke wrong. It's not, this is not the audience there for Hunger this, Games. You know, they like the Doctor Who stuff. That they was did, the didn't yeah, they? Well, look, have, a, have, a look, have a look at them. And these are all look at look at look at the front you're row. Right, Just right. look at the front row. There are seven, yeah. eight men here. That's good. Who would, you who none would look out of place. 
None of them would look out of place in the Doctor no. Who exhibit. Not at exhibit all. Or well, the... You've even got a knitted cap on. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that really is... That screams stranger danger. There is... <laughs> Statistically, there is at least four paedophiles in the front row of this. <laughs> of every Richard Herring audience. <laughs> but someone's uh... got to cater for them, and the way I look at it... If they're in here laughing at then me, they're, they're not, not abusing outside. kids. That's right. So I'm, I'm performing a valuable service. You are. You're busying them for an hour every day. <laughs> so do you think, Stuart Lee says the, um, the Edinburgh Fringe has become too commercialised. Sure. And that everyone should sack their PR mm. and go back and live in the 1980s. Yep. Where, when Daphne was winning eggheads. <laughs> You'd uh, be very happy there. I would be very happy there. Yeah. Do you think that that is the case? Do you think he is yeah. correct? Oh, look, I'm not going to... Like, I can't whinge about it because I'm part of the problem. Like, I'm at the Pleasance, which is quite an expensive venue to play at. I've got a PR. Like, I think you... Like, by nature of what you do, you kind of have to decide, well, am I big enough that I can stand outside of it and go, I don't want to take part in that. I'm not in that position. I'd love to be in that position, but I'm not. But I see, I, th- I find it slightly offensive to other acts because I don't think acts... He, his implication... A, I mean, he's played quite a good trick, Stuart Lee. I think. Because he's on TV, he's the most famous comedian in the world and he'll sell every single ticket he has here. Yeah. And yet he's still ca- and make lots of money. Yet he still kind of goes, oh, people are just doing it to become famous and get on TV. <laughs> uh, and he is on TV and no one's going, why? But what? He did all that himself as well to get there. So, uh, and no one dares do it because they think they'll get killed. But I, but think... I do dare because there's no, there's no... Well, also, you know him well them. enough. I do but know him well. I, th- I don't know. I think Stuart has done it. Like, of all the stand-ups of this generation who have become big... I think he has done it um, a, an alternate way. Like yeah. I d- he hasn't come up through the road show. He hasn't come up through live at the Apollo. He hasn't come up on the, the panel shows. I think he has kind of trailblazed in a sense because I, I can't think of anybody who's that big who hasn't done those those things. No, but he's found a way through. But by dint of defining himself against those other things, so if everyone mm. did that, then it would that wouldn't work. So it worked sure. for him. And the pro- I don't think most people are paying loads of money on PR because they want to be on famous get famous. They want to be on TV. Mm. They're doing because they've written a show. And it would be nice if some people turned up. Yeah, and you have so to. That, that, so that's all you're interested in. In fact, it's, it, you know, people are coming up. They make a choice. You, yeah. know, you can go to Free Fringe. You yeah. can do lots of venues where you're not going to pay that money. You're making a choice to pay that money yeah. uh, in order that people will come and see you. Exactly. So it's, and so you, it's, yeah. it's not. You know, it's the opposite of being interested in famous and making money. It's actually saying I'm prepared to pay ten thousand pounds in the hope yeah. that this will help more people come and see me. I don't, you know, I think it's just, I think this idea that he's got that there's these t-shirt wearing comedians who are just trying to get onto BBC three. Uh, or you know, E4. Yeah, E4 is a big, or E4. Yeah, well, you're, you know, you're one of them. So. You can make it onto E4 if you work hard enough <laughs> in my, in my vast experience for, in this job. For one series. But it's true. You do. <laughs> is there another, is there another, is there, Was there another, another one in the pipeline yeah. of the five episode first series? Yeah. They, they didn't even commission six episodes. <laughs> even before they commissioned it, they hated it. And they went, you can have five episodes. And then they doubled them up over three nights. <laughs> that is what we call burying a program. Oh, so we won't go on about it. No, I will no, go, on go on about it. About let's it. go on about it. Okay. No, but I, I, I do think, you know, uh, coming up to Edinburgh, all of us are hemorrhaging money. Like, it is just a really expensive enterprise. But as you say... Um, you're doing that because you're just trying to get your show out there. Like you do become part of the problem. But uh, the only other option for me would be to do none of that. But then I just don't think anybody. I wouldn't have any profile. I've got to push it a bit. Yeah. Well, it's a it's a war of attrition as well because you know if you don't do that, you either have to. F- I mean, I think the inter- the interesting thing is that you can find great ways of publicising yourself now that yeah. you don't need to do that. There are ways through. Yeah. Stu kind of said, you know, cunt and the gang managed to get in they got no national mm. uh, he got no national kind of press coverage mm. do you know why that is 
It's because he was called Cunt and the Gang. <laughs> um, so, but he still managed to he still managed to kind of sell out and be a kind of an Edinburgh hit, yeah. which again you can do. But if everyone was putting penises on everyone else's posters, then mm. uh, all you'd have is like a sort of three dimensional penises coming out of all of the posters. It would be like a festival of Richard Herring. <laughs> it would. I wish he'd done it this year because I could pretend it was publicity for me. Well, I was my plan. I couldn't get bothered to do it. My plan as a, a little publicity stunt today was uh, this year was to get like listen, little asterisks because I think like the asterisk. Uh, looks like an anus, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, and so, sure. and so I, that's why when I'm being forced to censor my stuff, that's why I'm imagining that I'm putting something just ruder on top. Yeah. So I've replaced an O with an anus. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and then I thought I'd get like some stickers printed up saying, and if anyone could be bothered to do this, I can't be bothered to do it, but please do it. And put just it. Not put censored by an anus around the anus. Great. And then stick that on letter O's on like, all the posters. Yeah. And just generally around Edinburgh, just make ones of different sizes. <laughs> I think like Coburn Street, you could put one on the, the, the cock of Coburn street sure uh, i mean there's loads of places you can do it if you're so, um if you're into that kind of anus yeah, stuff i am into i the know anus. i know that's why i'm about to tell this anecdote it's in my top two bodily orifices sure <laughs> second to nostril <laughs> yeah i um my friend uh, was working uh, at the bbc when they had the, when uh, london first got the olympics and there was a competition for someone to come up with a great 2012 logo and all these people had been sending in logos and they had like <laughs> these six final logos that they thought were fantastic and nobody had noticed but one of the people had made the zero in 2012 the anus from goatsy <laughs> have you seen the goatsy image there's an image of a man pulling his anus oh, open yes, yeah. it's called goatsy and his anus is about like that big and he's holding his anus open that, with his for hands. people at home that was quite big yeah <laughs> oh i'm so sorry i'm so sorry uh it was large it's the size of richard's head <laughs> wow that is and uh anyway so the person had used that as the zero in 2012 right. and then suddenly they had it up on the screen and it was like one of the five final images for 2012 and they go, Nice. There are hands on either side of the zero, like people coming together. And then someone had an absolute fucking meltdown and went, It's Goatsy! It's the anus from Goatsy! And there was this mad rush to get it taken off the screen. But you, you must check that out. I think I it's still out there. That's good. That sounds, that sounds like fun. Yeah. So you guys have been great. Um, it's. Uh, so what are your favourite memories of sharing a flat with me? I mean, I know it was hard yeah. for you. There was a lot of girls coming in out of the flat. When yeah, was, you were was, prolific. Was just girls. You were, yeah. There was loads of them streaming in and out. He's not uh, joking. <laughs> this, this guy puts it away. Well, it's all, it's all changed. I know it's all changed. Yeah. Apart has from it, in this little... Has it, except in the little, little circle of poon. <laughs> Um, what's your favourite Edinburgh that you've experienced that you've had? How many times have you been up here? Because I've done 21 Edinburghs now. So. Oh, okay. Um, I've done seven. It's not very many. It's either. not many, is it? It's literally a third of what I've done. It is. Quite literally. <laughs> uh, my favourite Edinburgh memory? Yeah. yeah. That's hard. Um, I had very fond memories of the house that, that we had. Our little house that we had a couple of years on the trot was a yeah. really fun house. That night that we got absolutely smashed, um, do you remember that night yeah. in the kitchen and I jumped and you tried to Come catch on, me? Come on, that was every night. We got that was, yeah. And we tried to do, was that from Dirty Dancing? Dirty Dancing. We I tried, tried to, to get you to catch me. And Sarah's probably three inches taller than I am. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I'm not the strongest of men. No. I and I ran fit. at you really we fast. We really tried to do the, in the kitchen, so there wasn't much of a run-up either. And we really, no. No. we really tried to do yeah. it where That's I really right. tried to catch you. And I think I was lucky to escape without breaking my back. To me. No, you dropped me into the you. doorknob. Yeah, and you got... I actually, I caught the doorknob on the small oh, of my right, back. you got badly hit. That's yeah, right. but I was really drunk. I was like, no, nah, it's fine, it's fine. <laughs> and then the next morning I was like, I can't feel my toes. <laughs> 
Would you have blamed me, do you think, if that if you'd been in a wheelchair? I mean, that could have been a good career move. For me? Yeah. To be in a wheelchair? Yeah, yeah it would have wheelchair. been. <laughs> you could have done the show yeah. about uh, yeah. dirty dancing. And then at the end, when yeah. the music starts playing, it's I've had the charm of my life. And then I'll try to do it again. Yeah. <laughs> and suffer even more injuries. Well, I really want one of the first Edinburgh shows I did. Well, I think it was the first Edinburgh show I did. I did a sketch, and I was 19 years old, 20 years old, in which... Um, I kind of really want to do something about this. I don't. I think I'm really too old to do it now. Uh, but they, the joke was, someone would say, introducing Harold Pucks to the man who can only live in a vacuum. Mm. And then I would literally run on stage at full pelt, kind of waving. <laughs> and then halfway through the stage, suddenly realise something and then just fall over and die, basically. So, but just dive <laughs> and then just really smash against the stage. And then I was dead because you know, I, exci- I was so excited about my moment that I'd forgotten yeah. that running on stage would kill me because it wasn't a die. vacuum. Yeah. So I, was, I died. But I did it for a week and literally my... Because I didn't... You know, I just, literally just threw myself at the floor. Yeah. My elbow kind of became this massive bruise like this that I just yeah. then had to dive on again every day. I can't... And it was the funniest thing I've ever done. Yeah. Honestly, it was genuinely... Was, it was always guaranteed. There was just, you hear this wave of laughter as people kind of realise what had happened. It was yeah. just like this... And I kind of thought I should try and do that show again, do it as a whole show yeah. where I'm building up to trying to do that again, except that if I did it now, it would, I would actually kill myself you'd die you'd die in the act but it would be worth would it be worth it for the laugh that yeah the def- everything is worth it for the laughter yeah. <laughs> in, my, in my experience richard yeah everything is worth it for the everything laughter dying and i die with the laughter like tommy cooper yeah with a broken arm and <laughs> 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 a shattered pelvis that's right <laughs> <laughs> but it'd be so, a good story so yeah so that was that was we did have fun it was you me lucy porter who's going to be a guest in the that's future. right justin edwards. justin edwards they met and fell in love they did that night i think they yeah. that was the night I thought, the this, night two, this two might actually they might they might have a bit of a thing happening and and, and justin is like the tallest Man in showbiz. That's right. She's the smallest man. She's like a little elf. That's right. And they've had two children together. Has there been any news yet? I could ask her. Yeah. On what size the children are. They seem normal. Are they normal? (laughs) normal? Because they could be freakish either way, or just exactly average. I think they're going to be exactly exactly the right height. Ah, genetics! What a wonderful. It is amazing. I hope one of them's really gigantic, and one of them's really really small. (laughs) (laughs) I think it'd be good. <laughs> uh, they could go out as a sort of family. Yeah. Remember the Trachtenberg family? Was that what they're called? Yeah, the, the, the Trachtenberg. Is that what they're called? The, not the Von Traps. <laughs> not going back. I'm not that old. <laughs> they were the ones with the the daughter was on the drums and the, yeah, the Trachtenberg could, family. Yeah, yeah. yeah, that's right. With the slide yeah, they shows. could go out and it's just sort of it's sort of like a mod. It's not it's not offensive because they're just tall and small. It's not it's not. But it's sort of like a modern day freak show. Yeah, go and look there. Someone is really tall and someone's really small, but it's yeah. not offensive because they're. <laughs> There's just uh, different heights. <laughs> That's not but they could make some money out yeah. of you know treading that line. I yeah. Uh, I suggest it to Lucy. See how she's going. I'd pitch it to her. I'm not oh, the well, person okay, to, ask. to ask. You've had a you've had a human being emerge from your vagina though. I did. Did that. How was that? It hurt like fuck. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> really, really fucking hurt. If you yeah. want to know, it's uh, it was the most pain. Do you know? Um, I actually I don't know. But yeah, I'll tell the story. Okay. What the fuck? Um, but I uh, I. It was like I was pushing really hard and it was, you know, everything was really hurting. And I just suddenly did a poo. I didn't know I was going to... It happens. I it mean, does it does happen, happen a lot. Uh, Damn to me and I haven't had a baby yet. So <laughs> quite a lot. Happened <laughs> 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 just last week. Yeah? Yeah. Oh. Um, but my husband, <laughs> being quite the sportsman, uh, yeah. picked up this cardboard tray and managed to catch the poo. <laughs> 
How cool is that? He's such a he's such a like he, he saw, saw a falling object and thought I'm going to catch that. I reckon I reckon I can get there in time. In the car, I think we'd be more impressed if he did it in his hands. That's, he did that's, it, you reckon? Yeah, just straight into the hands. Yeah. No, he did. He, had, he, he thought had, it was the baby, didn't he? That's what happened. It's a bit. Is he bringing it's it up as his child? <laughs> he's got a little. <laughs> put a, a poo in a bassinet. Oh. Um, I'm trying to find a new question to ask all my guests. Sure. I haven't got it yet because oh. I'm not. I'm not, I'm not going to mention Keith. I mentioned Keith Allen once already today, and I'm not going to mention that's twice, damn. Okay. Uh, but the Keith Allen question is gone. Yeah. Yeah. So one, per, one fan of the Keith Allen question <laughs> is gone. But so I'm hoping something will just come up naturally. Don't, don't feel under any pressure. Uh, and uh, in the Leicester Square Theatre podcast, the super, this is like a sort of lazy version of that, basically. This is, I, don't, I didn't get you that should. Well, the Leicester Square Theatre podcast is... is I have proper... Get famous guests on, uh, and it's what it's once it's once a week, and you know I prepare for it. Yeah. Uh, so this is just me. So you get people this who've is, been on Channel Four, not yeah, E4. Yeah, well, definitely, yeah. Mm. So, and who still are? It's not even like people not from like the past. Four it's, years it's, ago on E4. No. Wow. I was on TV like fifteen years ago. Really? Uh, what yes. was that like? It was you know, it was all right. Was it very successful? No. <laughs> Let's say when it be if we're judging by the beehive. The sliding benchmark. scale of beehive. It was a very massive success. Right. <laughs> uh, but uh, judged by other uh, genres, perhaps not. But, you know, I, on that one I asked, have you ever tried to suck your own cock? But that's, you know. My friend did, and, did he, he? and he did it. He got into a wardrobe and he, so that he could lever his pelvis into his mouth like he was in a really tight spot, and yeah. it worked. Your friend? Was it yeah, your I Yeah, I sucked my own dick, <laughs> yeah. Richard. Yeah. That was all code. You seem to know an awful lot about yeah. how he did it. Oh, he told me. I mean, Gayo. Did he show you? His penis. Yeah, I'm doing it. If you can do it, I want to see. No, we're really drunk. And he did admit, yeah, yeah I've sucked my own dick. Yeah. And he showed us all how he did it by using the wall. Like, yeah. he actually. Good. It's possible. It's just a suggestion to it's your possible. listeners. <laughs> if what would it take for you to fillet the actor Keith Allen? <laughs> Very little. <laughs> yeah, good. Because here he is. <laughs> I want to. I want to. <laughs> I should try and get him on. Do you hate him? I really hate him. Why? Um, because I, I don't get the whole keep out. Well, it kind of started a lot. I mean, again, for people at home, I'll apologise for telling the story again, but it's worth the retelling. Uh, I he uh, he came to the, when I was in the Oxford Review the second year I did Edinburgh. He kind of came to review it, and everyone they they were he was the alternative comedy kind right. of in that set, and they hated us yeah. before they started. And he moved all the crash mats around and uh, just heckled us and left after one sketch and apparently maybe punched the theatre manager. I can't say that now in case it's not true. Uh, He tried to anyway, and then he he reviewed it and said we were shit. So since then... Why was he reviewing? Because that's what they were just... They thought, let's get a crazy, mad alternative comedian. It was Edinburgh Knights or whatever. It was Muriel Gray, wasn't it? Yeah, and... uh, That's uh, so, you know, that's I'm, weird that a comedian was reviewing. Now I hate him. I hate Stuart Lee. I'm trying to get the, <laughs> I'm trying to get the next step. People really are t- tense about me having to go at Stuart. Yeah. Well, it's weird because I don't think any of us know how much you mean it. I because know. you obviously have a very like you've known each other for a long time. Yeah. And in my experience, double acts have known each other for a long time. Yeah. There is always going to be an element of hatred. Yeah. So I don't think any of us, and I'm in the same boat, I don't quite know where you really stand on it. No. It is kind of... It's exciting, isn't it? It's like theatre. If I was Stuart Lee, I'd say, you know, that's the character. I'm playing a character that's pretending <laughs> That's pretending. But is this so late? I don't even know Stuart Lee in real life. <laughs> I just, I think, uh, no, I'm, I'm, I, think it's, I think it's interesting that he get that no one ever challenges him, that's all. But it's like this... Gavin, who's coming on in a couple of days, is doing a show about uh, why I hate Bill Hicks. And... Uh, 
it's just Stuart's the same thing where no one, no one, but behind the scenes, sometimes people go, oh, I didn't like it when he did that joke. But mostly, no one ever says anything about him, which I think is quite interesting. And I can mm. understand why, because he's. Look at the tension. But see, like, but we were, we were, how dare you have a go at Stuart Lee? He, everything. But the reason and I know him really well. I know everything exactly. he says is a load of shit. So. Uh, <laughs> I, think, I think you're, I mean, I think, of any, like, you're certainly in a position that you can say this stuff. But I, for a start, I don't know him as well as you yeah. do. But secondly, I, like, I'm just a very, like, I think he's an excellent, I think of all the really famous comedians, like, I think that's a comedian I really do like. Like, I really, yeah. and I don't look at his stuff and go, oh, that was a bit cheap. Like, <laughs> no, I think no, he's very He good. is very good. I mean, I like him. Listen to my Less Square Theatre podcast with him. Yeah. He's, you know, we get on. But that's, that's the thing, I just don't I understand. I really like it. And the tension's actually making me genuinely hate. I'm thinking I'm going to now push this further and yeah. people really think I'm having to go at him and just because it's like I've, it's like he's Jesus and I'm and I'm Judas Iscariot do you think yeah it is it's like I've, I've broken a taboo now I don't know I was I popular just... this is my own audience and they fucking hate me now they are turning <laughs> it is turning slightly they are, they it are is. turning against me but I just think that he is one of the I mean <laughs> I do think he's one of the good guys. Like I just yeah. kind of think of all the, of all. The, <laughs> but out of Lee and Herring, I've got a theory, right? See, this you know, is with, you know, with uh, Lee and Herring, right? Often people would mix us up, right? So we would go, "Oh, he's hello, Stu," and I go, "No, I'm Richard." And similar with him. Yeah. My theory is, yeah. like four or five years ago, the BBC said, "Oh, let's get that Stuart Lee on uh, TV." I see. And then he turned up and he filmed one, and they went, "Oh, fuck! It's the." <laughs> We've got the unfunny. We got the not yeah. the not funny one. Yeah, I got them mixed up in my head. And we've been Do you remember? In the, there was the one who would just say loads of shit stuff, <laughs> and then the other one would come in and rescue it with a joke. <laughs> and now we've ended up with a whole series just of the bloke just saying stuff with no jokes in it, and there's no way to escape from it. That's why. That's my theory. Uh, I just think you know the, 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 it might be about to turn. I think it's time for the yeah. the press to. Uh, yeah. To take him down a I think it's, And I think it's admirable that <laughs> you're leading that charge, Richard. I think, I think, I think what's really uh, brave yeah. is that it's coming from a fellow comedian. <laughs> so it's not coming from the, from the fourth estate. Yeah, that's, uh, that's what I like about it. Uh, anyway, look, we're, um, we've got uh, a, uh, a, a little five-minute spot Great. from uh, an up-and-coming uh, comedian. Do we vacate the every day. We will. I think we better, otherwise it's going to be... Uh, a bit hellish up here. Uh, so, uh, will you please welcome uh, to do a five-minute spot the fantastic Izzy Lawrence, ladies and gentlemen. Hey, oh, you're you're well, excellent. This is the bit I fast forward in the podcast, so fuck it. Uh, yes, I've got I've got a lovely audience here for those listening. Um, half of them are just staring at me, just going, "Is she? Isn't she?" I appreciate I do look like a 1920s lesbian that's fucked a thundercat. Uh, Not much I can do about that now. It's nice to be back in Scotland. I mean, it's it's good. I've I've now uh, this is the only time of year in Edinburgh where I have a local accent. It's lovely. Uh, Seriously, I was here two years ago, right? I was here, and I know it was two years ago because I was smoking. Uh, Give me a cheer if you've given up smoking. Yay, yeah, I'm angry too. Um, we're idiots. I don't know why I gave up. Like, my last packet of cigarettes on it had a picture of a pair of lungs, right? Nasty, horrible, dead, brown smoker's lungs. Next to that, a picture of a pair of pink, healthy, fluffy lungs. Now, I can't help but think both those people are dead. <laughs> Possible difference it makes. Anyway, I was having this fag, and this woman walks past me. Um, it says the most middle class thing I've ever heard in my life in Edinburgh, right? Uh, she just walks straight past me on her mobile phone and just goes, yeah, and then he put his hand up my skirt. 
Oh, you know, the Jaeger one with the pleats. <laughs> oh, it's good. Ah. Yeah, it, it's it, it's weird what you overhear, you know. I, I've, I've been, like, like for me, like I, I, I have a thing about accents. It kind of does things to me. See, I'm from Oxford, a claret quaffling posh in Oxford. Only place in the country you get students getting on buses going, Oh, what? I pay now. Marvellous. They're proper, right? But you don't hear a Scottish accent, and there's something about accents that just do it for me. I'm just like, oh. Every time I hear a Scottish accent back home in Oxford, I'm just like, oh, say that again. Oh, say that again, your gorgeous Scottish voice. Here's some change. Just say it again. <laughs> in all serious note, the, the crankies confuse me. So, uh, and for listeners who don't know what the crankies are, um, the crankies, it's like a Scottish version of Top Gear without James May. Because Hammond and Clarkson are secretly married. <laughs> Van Abbey Dorsey. Uh, it's brilliant. No, accent. I have to be good as well because I'm surrounded by Scottish people. I'm just like, oh, you know, because my boyfriend's at home. Yeah, boyfriend, fuck off. Right? <laughs> no. Seriously, you know, don't get me wrong. I mean, look at me. Look at me. Obviously, I've tried it, but I can't go lesbian full time. Seriously. I don't know if you've tried making love to a woman. It's hard work. It's like trying to bake a cake in a really complicated oven. It's all vowels, flaps, and timings. <laughs> You've got to concentrate on it as well. You can't fall asleep. It's not like being with a boy. Because <laughs> men, you're not complicated ovens at all, are you? You're more like microwaves. And you've got three functions, off, er, and ping. <laughs> and stand back when they ping. <laughs> Good. Yeah, I, it's weird. <laughs> I, I find I, I kind of my show is kind of sort of exploring about what I find like sexually attractive because like the blokes I like I, they're not like you know they don't have the six pack stomachs I don't understand the six pack stomach thing where you're sort of built like a little Lego shit house you know Nokia thirty three tens I call them I mean <laughs> a six pack's all right you know if you lost your legs and you lost your arms you could still get about by undulating across a carpet. <laughs> I don't get the point of it, you know, because I like the sort of men who are all furry all over and kind of big and chunky and nice so that when you're lying in bed at night, you can just reach over and have a feel and not know which direction they're facing. <laughs> it's good. Voices, though, like accents, like voices for me, like the sexiest voice in the world is Alan Rickman. I mean, I fucking love his... I watch Harry Potter for all the wrong reasons, right? <laughs> And I know he's in his 60s, but I so would. You know, I've got some of the guys looking at him here like, what the fuck? Okay. Uh, Charlotte Green on Radio 4. You know that thing she does where she's like, BBC Radio 4. Here is the news of me, Charlotte Green. And I know what you're doing, you dirty thing. <laughs> she's good. My friend Rachel, oh, I shouldn't say her name because, yeah, she, she's Rachel. She lives in Hove. Uh, <laughs> fuck it. No, go. I got her pissed because she, she basically like really fancies Colin Firth and then has a go at me fancying Alan Rickman because he's like an old guy and that's disgusting and you're just like Colin Firth's ancient now right but she's like no no I only fancy in a particular time right I fancy him in Pride and Prejudice right she then proceeded to tell me the most amazing sexual fantasy I've ever heard in my life right because you know that bit in Pride and Prejudice where he goes for a swim in the lake well, in her fantasy, he gets in trouble while he's having a swim. And she's watching from the bank, and she sees him sort of like start to drown. So she swims out to rescue him. Just before he slips under the surface, she grabs him, right? She brings him out onto the bank. She starts to give him mouth to mouth on the bank to bring him round, right? And takes on from there. Now, that is quality sexy, you know. So in the name of science, I too, you know, have had a bit of a 
fumbled that fantasy of Colin Firth. I mean, obviously, I've improved on her fantasy, because in her fantasy, he lives. <laughs> <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, I think that's, you know, leave them wanting more, isn't that right? Uh, uh, I'm going to go, and you're going to welcome back the magnificent Sarah Kendall. But if you want to come see my show, I'm on at the stand, too, which is just around the corner. Um, it's, it's going really well. I've done one preview, and they blinked at me, and it was lovely. Uh, <laughs> But no, it, it's good. It's on uh, Stand 2. It's 1.10pm. So please, you know, if you like me, come see the show. If you hated me, tell somebody you dislike and I'll make them suffer. <laughs> uh, anyway, thanks very much. I'm Izzy Lawrence. Izzy Lawrence, ladies and gentlemen, just broke Sarah Kendall's microphone. It's the first act of sabotage of the Edinburgh Fringe. That's so we're all at war with each other. Fantastic work. Do go and see Izzy. Uh, lots of other fantastic other acts at the stand. It's the she best place. She is She's hilarious. She is hilarious. And uh, we're going to do a competition now. I can't believe how quickly this has gone. It's kind of because it's fast, isn't it? Because the lesser square ones, I've got used to being able to just go on for two hours, and now I've got to go home again. Uh, so uh, we've got some prizes for the people. If you come down to the show, you can win prizes. Uh, fantastic prizes and some really bad ones as well. Uh, uh, but uh, many that, well, I'll, t- I'll start with the bad one because I don't want to make that. Uh, I've got the audio book of Andrew Collins, Where Did It All Go Right? Man pointing at his friend there. That's Andrew reading out his whole book. Uh, Go Faster Stripe. Actually, this, these podcasts are now sponsored by Go Faster Stripe, www.gofasterstripe, where you can buy lots of DVDs and uh, books and all sorts of things from some brilliant comedians and Stuart Lee. Uh, and uh, <laughs> and uh, uh, they, didn't, they haven't paid to advertise it and they, they didn't sponsor it and I just told him he was going to do it. So, uh, But he's kindly, uh, Chris Evans, not that one, has sent along, not the, not the one you're thinking of from the Avengers either. He's... Uh, he's uh, <laughs> He's uh, kind of sent some stuff along, so you can get uh, that's uh, Andrew Collins today. Uh, Pea Green Boat by Stuart Lee on DVD or CD, no CD probably actually. Uh, and uh, Peacock Season, which is a film that I play a very small role in about the Edinburgh Fringe. I thought that'd be a nice prize to give away. So a man called Ewan McInnes, and I think this may turn into being a, a feature of the podcast that might make it too long. Has sent me a big box of books that he's written. Uh, this is called Edinburgh for Everyone: A Light-Hearted History of Edinburgh People Learning English. <laughs> so you know if you want to get that you just, yeah, oh macinteresting.co.uk if that sounds fun to you uh, but someone here and of course uh, Elliot Line because uh, we stopped doing the Leicester Square Theatre quiz uh, his book about very clever puzzle compendium for geniuses uh, th- that's that's something you can win and there's also some tickets to some other stuff that's on oh, where have they gone oh there they are uh, some really good ones Mitch Ben fantastic act Must get, I'm going to try and get him on though we, we overlap a little bit Lucy Porter mm. With her freakishly sized children, uh, possibly <laughs> they may be freakishly average. Yeah, think about your own prejudices. Uh, and uh, also, uh, oh, I thought there was some to. I was told there was some to uh, Simon Munnery, but it's Mitch Ben. So uh, there'll be some for Simon Munnery another time. So we, what we do here is we do a competition. Me and Sarah are going to make statements that are either true or false. Do I have to stand up? Uh, you, yes, you probably makes it good to stand up. The audience have to decide. You self-policing. You need to stand up the audience. If you think the statement is true, put your hands on your head. If you think it's false, put your hands on your bottom. We'll whittle you down and someone will win all that amazing stuff. Uh, and there's a couple of pairs of tickets. So if you come second, you'll win some tickets as well. Um, so, the first statement of truth or false is, during Izzy's set, I went uh, onto the BBC News website, and uh, the very sad news has come through. There's been a lot of, we've lost a few uh, 
few 70s figures recently, and unfortunately, the newsreader Kenneth Kin- Kendall has sadly, and that's ironic that you, you would be here, it's, and it's, it's, it's your not really dad. Ironic. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's something, it's but it's not ironic. Yeah, the newsreader Kenneth Kendall has died. Is that true or false? A lot of a lot of pe- lot of people going. Put your hands on your head if it's true. Put your hands on your bottom if it's false. If you get it wrong, you have to sit down. Um, that one is false. I do that every single time. So that is just that's just a way to weed out. So you've got to sit down. You got it wrong. There you go. What a shame. You're still in. I think you said didn't you said false, didn't you? Yeah. These two the two men at the front drinking have drunk an entire bottle of wine in wow. fifty minutes. For some reason, I'm confused. Uh, so uh, it's a starter. <laughs> <laughs> the finish is him punching me in the face. I'm guessing. So uh, have you got a statement? It can uh, be yes. about anything. It can be anything. It can be about anything. It can be about you. It can be true sure. or false. Oh, okay. You have to know whether it's true or false. Sure. In your opinion. Uh, I have a uh, small red birthmark on my lower back. True or false? Sarah Kendall has a small red. A lot of people going for true here. This could be interesting. Is that true or false? It's false. It's false. We lost a lot. There you go. Um, Don't fuck with me, people. <laughs> right, during the uh, one Izzy was on, I went on the internet and uh, <laughs> I discovered on Twitter, I've had already had my first review of uh, Talking Cop hey, from really? Julian Hall. He yeah. perennially gives me a mediocre review. Me too! Uh, and, but this year he's given me a five-star review for Edinburgh's Funny. Is that true or false? Don't go false so quickly! <laughs> Yeah, bang, def- that's definitely that's, false. Yeah, well, I, I it, didn't yeah, want it, is, to, I it didn't is false, unfortunately. Yeah. He's, me, he's once again given me a mediocre three star review. Yeah, every year he emails me and says, Do you want to come along and do my uh, film what night? The fuck where is that? Go, fuck off, no, I don't, until you start, uh, do you know start liking the stuff I do, you stupid cunt. <laughs> At least give me a four star review and I might fucking think about it. But do you know what I find amazing about every time he gives me a three star, it reads like a two star. <laughs> Like, not only is that an, like a really average three-star yeah. rating, it reads worse. <laughs> the actual review is worse than a three-star. Yeah. See, look, I think we've hit the right thing. Attack the journalist, not Stuart Lee. That is, is any, the audience like that. I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to carry on with the Stuart Is Lee. he here tonight? I, I hope he is. <clears throat> Don't bother inviting me to the film thing. No, I'm busy. Uh, Sarah, next truth. We've got to move uh, yes, along a bit. Um, uh, whilst Izzy was on stage, um, I got a note from Richard asking me to meet him in the basement of this building. <laughs> that true or false? No. Everyone's gone for false. That has no. No man one's going. He could win it all outright. He's seen it. <laughs> <laughs> He's seen his opportunity. He's going for it. He's going for He's it. He's going for it. So well, it didn't happen. It didn't happen. No. So we've lost. So I went for a laugh. I didn't go for something that would actually whittle down the audience. No. I'm so sorry. Um, well, future guest uh, Janet Ellis um, I first fell in love with uh, when she was on the show Jigsaw uh, and she did a uh, sketch where she was Elizabeth the first and uh, that was what then I, and that was when I first fell in love with her wearing a low bodice truck. is that true or false? True. well you're out of it now you can't join in now <laughs> it is false in fact she was uh, Nell Gwynn in that sketch I think the man, I think the, we've got, we're down to one. I think we've done it. Is there anyone else in? The man, who, oh. the man who was so cross with me has won. I'll tell you what, I'll give you drunk boys. You can have the second place tickets for being good value. There you are, sir. You've won all of those things. What's your name? Paul. Bob, Paul? Bob. I thought it was Bob and then I just I thought I went for Paul. Uh, are you doing a show or are you, are you a, a civilian? Yeah. Yeah. You've already bought Lucy Porter tickets. Give, give him here. A man's putting up his hands there. Look, he wants. Let's have a. But go and see Mitch Ben. 
This is Mitch Ben. You can go and see Mitch Ben together. This is for the two of you. I'll get a bit more drunk and go and see Mitch Ben. (laughs) (laughs) This is for the 2nd of August. That's today. Yeah. Okay, good. <laughs> is that <laughs> you're gonna you're gonna send these guys to somebody's show, are yeah. you, Richard? Um, uh, there's a man. He's, he's drinking wine and he's on opiates. He's having some <laughs> hospital treatment. It's, it's you know, this is. Oh, we've got Mitch Ben. I've came back with because we've already got You've already yeah. You've got Mitch Ben. You can go to you can go see Mitch Ben, but please get more drunk and take <laughs> take some more opiates and really give him a hard time. Uh, any, who wants to? Who wants to have Lucy Porter tickets? Wow, that's a good swap. I'll swap. I'll, I'll take those. Uh, it's only one. Uh, I'll give that to you because you're on your own. Don't want to go to Harry Hill. Fucking, I can't give it away. Wow, I can't give it away. I'll give it back to those boys. You've got one ticket to Harry Hill tomorrow morning. Uh, but that was all very good fun for the people at home. Thank you very much for listening. We're back tomorrow with uh, Peacock and Gamble and the fantastic Katie Wilkins. Uh, I hope you enjoyed it. Do tune in again. Bye bye. Thank you, go away.